the first Sunday after Trinity, June 6th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. O God, the strength of all who trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing, grant us your grace to keep your commandments, that we may please you in both will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday after Trinity is from the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The epistle is from the first letter of St. John, the fourth chapter. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. 
There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
God the Holy Spirit, let us pray for the true faith needed on our way, that he may defend us when life is ending, and from exile home we are wending. Lord, have mercy. O sweetest love, your grace on us bestow. Set our hearts with sacred fire aglow, that with hearts united we love each other, every stranger, sister, and brother. Lord, have mercy. Transcendent comfort in our every need. Help us neither scorn nor death to heed that we may not falter nor courage fail us when the foe shall taunt and assail us. Lord, have mercy. Shine in our hearts, O Spirit, precious light. Teach us, Jesus Christ, to know aright, that we may abide in the Lord who bought us, till to our true home he has brought us. Lord, have mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died, and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. This is the word of the Lord. 
Then Lazarus laid him down and down, all under Divy's wall. Some meat, some drink, brother Divorus, for hunger starve I shall. Thou art none of my brothers, Lazarus, that lies begging at my gate. No meat, no drink will I give thee, for Jesus Christ his sake. As it fell out upon one day, rich Dives sickened and died. There came two serpents out of hell, his soul therein to guide. Rise up, rise up, brother Diverus, and come along with me. There is a place prepared in hell for wicked men like thee. The parable Jesus tells about Dives the rich man and Lazarus the poor man is often misunderstood. It is not, as many past and present have assumed, about death and dying predominantly, nor is it concerned with describing the afterlife. It is a parable, an image lesson meant to teach about faith, about morality, about God. Jesus' parable is not one of dying, but, in fact, one of living. Living and dying are inseparable, this is true. In the very midst of life there is death. In death there is life for those who are of Christ. Christians even live their lives obsessed with death, dying before dying, gazing at and speaking of the death of Christ, and living in hope through the ars moriendi, the art of dying well. However, the trick to dying well is living well. Do not misunderstand. Living well does not always mean living comfortably. The modern world of the rat race would have you believe that unless you drive the best vehicle, live in the best house, wear the best clothes, work the best job, and the like, you cannot consider that you have truly lived. Oh, you have not lived until you have tasted this food. Oh, I could not possibly live without my comforts. Oh, if I cannot have my mammon, I might as well die. The world counts living well in the same way that Dives, the rich man, does. Jesus describes this character as one who was clothed in the most expensive of garments, garments of royalty, nobility, and of power. He feasted in excess daily, hosting his friends in lavish banquets of hedonistic indulgence. Who can deny that this man lived well? He had everything he could want and more. He had every blade of grass that is greener than yours, and every person, place, and thing worth coveting or lusting after in this human life. One man can deny that Dives lived well. Lazarus sat at his gate, seeking alms, seeking mercy, seeking even the crumbs that would fall into the dust that he might eat and find relief in his pitiful estate. 
Lazarus would contest that Dives lived well, even if every other man sang the praises of Dives the extravagant. It is only the beggar who understands the importance of mercy. It is only the abandoned who understands the need for community. It is only the forsaken who understands the power of love. It is only the outcast who understands the necessity of touch and of compassion. The diveses of the world never will. The lovers of mammon never will. The seekers of immortality and mortal preservation never will. The reason is because they worship nothing but self, and as such, they care for nobody but self. Who can live well as he gazes upon his brother and says to him, Thou art none of my brothers? The sad irony of Dives is that in dehumanizing the beggar Lazarus, he becomes less human himself. The moment you think yourself better than your brother is the moment you abandon Christ, to whom you are rightly the beggar, the abandoned, the forsaken, and the outcast who has yet been given succor. No saint on earth lives life to self alone. No child of God may separate himself from his neighbor. St. Paul thus writes, None of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. You live to Christ, and you die to Christ. That means you live to every other human being and die for every other human being. As greatly as you love yourself, you must love your neighbor more. Augustine thus rightly connects living well with dying well, for he writes, Live well that you may not die ill. That poor man Lazarus finally did receive the crumbs for which he begged, but the other received not the drop of water. The tongue that once feasted sumptuously and spoke harshly against his brother now begs itself for even a single drop of water to quench the burning thirst of hellfire. The sweet relief of that single drop it will never taste. Of these two, pray then, tell, which died well and which died ill. Do not answer with the eyes or with the reason. Instead, return to the heart. For if you ask the eyes or the reason, they will answer you falsely. For vastly splendid and disguised with much worldly show are the honors which could be paid to that rich man in his death. What crowds of mourning slaves and handmaids might there be? What pompous train of dependents, freeloaders, and rakes who once enjoyed the luscious offerings of that rich man? What a splendid funeral, and what a cost of burial his money wins for him. What wonderful words the attendants have to offer in tearful praise for the departed. 
If only everyone could be more like him. What shall you say then, children? That he died well or that he died ill? If you ask the eyes and the reason, he died very well. But if you inquire of your inner master, Dives the rich man died most ill. On the other hand, look at that poor man, Lazarus. Do not do so with the eyes or with the reason, for in so doing you will err. Let faith look at him. Let the heart see him. Set him before your eyes, lying on the ground, full of sores. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. When you recall him with your eyes and with your reason, immediately you, with Dives, loathe him. You turn your face away and stop up your nostrils at his ghastly stench. Therefore, look at him with the eyes of the heart. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man's family and friends were seen bewailing him, but the angels were not seen there rejoicing. What then does Abraham answer Dives? Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. It is as if he says, Dives, you thought about nothing but what you had and experienced yourself in this life, and in these things you found your joy. You have received your good, but those days are now past. Clinging to the worldly, you have lost the whole. Clinging to life, you have lost it. Now you have remained behind to be tormented in hell. Dives lived luxuriously, certainly, but he did not live well. Perhaps his feasts were to die for in this life, but certainly not in the life to come. Lazarus lived miserably, but he lived well. Truly, it is better to be a beggar in this life and to be raised up than to be proud in this life only to become a beggar in death. The inconvenience of that misfortunate soul laying at your gate is a reminder to you of the rule of divine interruption. That aid to your neighbor is an inconvenience to you should interrupt your own sense of self-importance. It should open the eyes of your faith to see that if your neighbor is perceived as an inconvenience, your God is yourself, your own wants, and your own schedule. It is as St. John chastises. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? This rule of divine interruption is the proclamation of the gospel in daily life, a reminder to you that life is more than you, that you are not your own, that your goods are not your own, that your schedule is not your own. It is a work of God to bring about humility, patience, kindness, and charity in his people that in living well 
they may also die well and not ill. Have respect for the poor, for the needy, for the misfortunate. Accept with joy the divine interruption and do not think yourself greater than he who interrupts. Do good works. You who do them, continue doing so and do more of them. And you who do not do them, begin now. You who claim to follow Christ, obey him. This commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Spirit of God to remain with his Church to defend and protect her from adversity, to preserve her from heresy and schism, and to be the breath of divine bellows that stokes the fire of faith and pure confession, let us pray to the Lord. For the people of Christendom, that residing within the Holy Catholic Church, they would inhabit a city of God apart from the world, for steadfastness and boldness in word and deed, for hearts of martyrs, that all Christians would remain faithful even unto death, and for all who hear the holy orders of the ministry and bear them, let us pray to the Lord. In thanksgiving for regeneration and rebirth at the hands of the Trinity, in unity and unity in Trinity, for an increase of piety, love, and devotion among those reborn, and for faithful lives that live upon the way, seeking to give all in service of the gospel, let us pray to the Lord. For this country and all within her who serve to govern and to rule, for those who strive to preserve and uphold law and good order, for those who defend this country and her people, for kindness and compassion among the peoples, and for concord among all nations, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from every sin, error, evil, discord, and strife, for an end to war, bloodshed, sedition, and rebellion, for the work of God to chasten and to heal, for the conversion of the pagans and the return of the apostate, for the destruction of the proud and the upright, and blessing to the meek, and for eyes to see and hearts to receive the love of God, let us pray to the Lord. For all enemies and persecutors of the faith, for mercy to the sinful, for provision to the innocent, the widow, the orphan, the needy, the homeless, the abused, and for the comforter to heal the downtrodden, raise up the brokenhearted, and dispel the poisons of resentment, hatred, and scorn among the people of God. Let us pray to the Lord. For the healing touch of Christ as the Spirit so delivers, for the preservation of the body against all trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity. For those of this body, especially Gordon, Sandra, Ramona, Creed, Daryl, Susan, Sherry, Ron, Barbara, Robert, Alva, 
Ken, Sandy, and Chris, for comfort to those who mourn, especially the family of Ralph, and in thanksgiving for all new life and bodily preservation in the new hope of our Lord's return, let us pray to the Lord. O most glorious Trinity, you are I am, and apart from you there is no other God, there is no life, there is no way, there is nothing at all. As we gather at the threshold of your full revelation, grant us the beatific vision of, Eli of Isaiah to see the hosts of heaven laud and magnify your name and to join with them in the humility of adoration. Even as we cannot comprehend you, grant us to know you. Even as we cannot see you, grant us to see your work. Even as we cannot gaze into the depths of your mind and will, grant us to gaze into the depths of your love. Permit us to relish your sacred mysteries, treating them with reverence and care as sacred matters of faith. Even as we abide in your mysteries, O Lord, grant that we would cling to that which you have made known of yourself, that our confession may ever be from you unto life everlasting, for you are God of gods and Lord of lords, before whom all creatures in heaven and on earth do tremble and bend the knee, the everlasting Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.